Hey there, I'm Melissa Merrill, a professional home organizer since 2011 and now a speaker, author, course creator, and coach. I created Pro Organizer Bootcamp for aspiring home organizers and decluttering experts who need a kick in the pants to take their business to the next level. Each week, I bring you an action-packed episode filled with tips, tricks, and inspiration to help you build your own professional organizing company. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Let's dive in. Today, I'm chatting with Corellia Arouse of Declutter Miami. She has an amazing side hustle story to share with us today. And after getting her degree in journalism, having a few kids, and then truly harnessing her natural gifts and talents as an organizer. Welcome to the show, Corellia. Hi, thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Yay, it's so great to connect with people that I have met through Instagram and you and I specifically just hit it off right away. We have been chatting since I created my new Pro Organizer Bootcamp account and I just so love your energy and your passion for organizing. It's just awesome to connect with you kind of in real life now. Same, same. You got me at you're a wizard, Harry. Anyone who's a Potterhead is a friend of mine. That we have so much in common. It's crazy. Like, I feel like we discover something new every day. So really, I remember how we kind of first bonded on the gram was through um, a mutual love of Chris Gillibo's Side Hustle School podcast. And, you know, you tell us your story of, you know, how you fell in love with that podcast and how it's changed your life. Okay, so I believe I had told you a little bit about that. And long story short, um, you know, I'd always had this thing for organizing and, and uh, I told my husband and I was like, you know, there has to be a way that we could just do this, some sort of side hustle, make some extra money aside from this nine to five. And he just literally told Alexa, Alexa, play a side hustle podcast, and, you know, and Alexa responded playing side hustle school episode such and such. And I mean, that voice has never left our living room. It's been two plus years now. And he is honestly all the things I needed, everything I needed to hear. And it was that one voice that constantly kept pushing me to, to pursue my live stream while the rest of the world was saying, no, you know, do your journalism, do your thing, do what you got to do. But um, yeah, definitely. He is a whole thing of inspiration for me. So since you just said, um, Alexa, play side hustle school, is she playing it now in your house? Um, no, I, I, yeah, I just say, now I say play side hustle school and she, you know, resumes from the, from the previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Good old Alexa to kind of give us what we never knew we needed. Right. Right. Um, right. That's awesome. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about that. So you got your degree in journalism, um, before we jumped on, you know, we were chatting about how it's easy as, you know, immigrants to come to America and basically be told by your parents what to do, where to go to school, how to get good grades and get a job and live in the white picket fence and, you know, do the pension thing, stay in a cubicle for 20, 30, 50 years. So tell us sort of your journey to finding pro organizing. Okay, right. So uh, like I said, like you said, sorry, I do have a degree in journalism and my mom always pushed for that. Uh, reason being because uh, when she started working here, she worked for a very prominent news anchor and she's like, well, you know, we know this lady and she said she's going to help you out. So just get your degree and then you're going to get your foot in the door and you're going to be on TV and this is going to be amazing. And so I kind of just 
went on with that idea with her. And I mean, pretty much day one in journalism school, I was like, this is not for me. I really don't like writing. I just overthink it way too much. I'm too much of a perfectionist. And uh, I fell out of love with it almost immediately, to be honest. But at the same time, I had a child um, on the way at that point. By the time I graduated uh, uh, from, uh, got my journalism degree, sorry, I had my second child on the way. And uh, there was not much that I found myself able, that I was able to do uh, with this degree, mostly because the hours that they were offering were not, uh, I guess, ideal for a mother of two. And the pay was definitely not ideal. Journalism, broadcast journalism, being a news anchor, being a, you know, top, reporter for the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, all of that sounds really glamorous, right? But the reality is that that's probably what, like 5% of the people that actually graduate with a degree in journalism. So um, I can see how that would be a little bit disgruntling after you sort of like removed the curtain and sort of peeked behind. And um, yeah, it's interesting too, because it sounds like you were going through a lot of life changes at the same time with having baby number one, and then all of a sudden having almost being, you know, mom of two. Mm -hmm. So interesting shifts there and pivots, right? Mm -hmm. Pivoting with purpose. <laughs> so yeah, the second question was, you know, how, how did you randomly fall into organizing? I always love hearing these stories from women where, you know, most of the time it's like, wait a minute, I can actually get paid to do that, huh? Who, what? Like, you know, back to Chris Gillibo and, and his amazing community that he's built of, hey, why don't you just like dig down deep and figure out what you're actually naturally good at and then pull out those little gems that you can share with the world. It was more of having a night table and all my toys nicely sorted. And whenever a holiday would come by, I would pull out all the toys that were related to that theme and I would put them on my night table. I would flip the calendar to the month that it was and whatever it was, Halloween, I would get the Beanie Baby for that month. I would get a McDonald's toy that was related to such and such. And I always had this theme, um, you know, then as I got older, a lot of my friends wanted to redecorate their rooms and maybe put NSYNC posters, such and such. And I was like, I can help you with this. We can move this around. We can, they're like, really? That sounds boring. And I was like, what? Let, give me the tape. I got this. And so that was probably my early teens. And then at 17, I got my first job as a nanny. And uh, when my girls then, and my girls, I mean, the girls I used to nanny, they were about four and six. When they would start doing homework, I'd be just bored for like an hour plus while they'd be doing this super simple homework. And I would just dive into their closets, start pulling things out, organizing things by color. And then slowly but surely their mother was like, hey, you know, would you mind coming into my closet now? Because their closet's organized, you keep going back to it. And I was like, well, I'm really bored. So I did her closet, then I did her husband's side of the closet, and then she re recommended me to a friend. And I started getting a really small clientele then. Still, my focus at that point was graduate high school, get this degree that my mom was totally pushing for, um, you know? And so I never thought it'd be like a serious job for me, especially because my mom kept on pushing this degree. You have to be something, you have to graduate, you have to do whatever it is. Um, but everything kind of changed when I had my first son. So I, I graduated high school and then I got pregnant shortly after, but I still graduated uh, with my AA. And then I went to pursue a bachelor's in journalism 
and I got pregnant the second time and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the, this job or at that point I had done some freelancing. I had been a preschool teacher and right before the pandemic, I was actually in venue sales and I loved that job. I mean, I was meeting so many celebrities. I was like, this is it for me. I mean, ugh, I'm shaking hands with celebrities. This is amazing. And then the pandemic happened and our venue went from being one of the hottest here in South Florida to being completely shut down and us uh, not being able to even rent out the venue, make any sales because we really had no idea what was gonna happen. Um, and that's when I kind of just made the decision to stay at home with the kids. My husband was going to uh, you know, be taking on full-time work and I was gonna just like figure it out. And at the same time, my clients just started telling me, hey, uh, I've been home with my kids like a month uh, and something and my house is out of control. Like I need your help. And then another message and another message and another message. And I was like, you know what? I, I can actually pursue this now. Like what's stopping me? Obviously venue sales is, uh, I don't know that it's gonna pick up quite yet. Um, so I went with it. And to be honest, it's, it's the best decision I've ever made. Like, I finally feel like I'm living for me, Melissa. And that's so hard to say because I'm 32. I've been living my whole life for everybody else and everybody else's expectations of me. And I, I honestly cannot believe that I get paid to do this every day. I can't. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. I love hearing that. And that is when, you know, we talk about the Harry Potter moment. You're a wizard, Harry, right? It's like, I am. <laughs> you so you're an organizing wizard, Harry. So you start to get those whispers from the universe, right? Those phone calls from the people that are like, Hey, um, I know that you're great at what's uh, tidying up and um, cleaning things up and your house probably looks spick and span and amazing and people probably compliment you every time they come over and things like that and you kind of have become known for that and so I always love when it happens really organically um, sometimes it's hard when you know women's will women's I'm I'm clearly not feeling well today but women <laughs> will come into my programs and they'll almost try to like force it like you know maybe they've they've never organized before and maybe they just kind of picked up on the trend with the home edit show or the Marie Kondo show or the tiny home show or the minimalism show you know it's totally in our face these days with all of these um industry sort of tv magic type shows and so it's really easy I think for women to get sucked into the glitz and glam and like the tv magic of it and not necessarily have that true gumption to go for it so mm -hmm. what i love seeing is when people find this sort of on that um you know haphazard way right where it wasn't just like a linear straight line to i'm gonna right. go to school and you know go into organizing like that you know who do you know that grew up as a little girl that said I'm gonna be a pro organizer when I grow up you know <laughs> absolutely no one yeah I didn't know it was a thing thank you Marie Kondo and the home edit for sure yeah yeah and what a great time to really start your business because that I mean we talk about pivoting with purpose right that truly is pivoting with purpose you look around all of your friends in the industry were probably also losing their jobs all the venues are shut down the restaurants are shut down the bars the clubs the hotels the whole industry is is you know on pause and everybody's holding their breath and like you said i mean even at the time of this recording we're a year and a half into the pandemic and who knows what's going to happen you know later this year in 2021 so all of that being said you know bless you for creating that side hustle income and which is now it sounds like a full-time income for you yeah so, it sure is yeah yeah 
Woohoo. That's Yay. awesome. And how did you come up with your business name? So I'm so glad you brought that up. So my company name as an LLC is D and D declutter for Dom and Dex, my boys. So cute. The best intentions. I thought, let's just bring in the triple D's. Um, hindsight is 2020. I made my website D D declutter and, uh, a lot of people don't even know how to spell the word declutter. So then you had a couple D's in front of it and people are like, wait, what, how many D's, how many T's? So I kind of just made that decision to, to uh, rename it as Declutter Miami, just to keep it super simple. Um, and I kind of just ran with that. And it seems to be much easier for people to memorize too. Yeah. And super specific, like, okay, where is she? She's obviously in Miami. What does she do? She obviously declutters. No, keep correct. it simple, right? Right, like right. Kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> um, awesome. And then what about like your brand fonts, colors, logo? I checked out your website before we hopped on today. And obviously I follow a ton of your content on Instagram. It seems like it's, you know, bright. It seems very Miami to me. Like I know you have that like sort of hot pink magenta in there and that bright teal. And so how did all of that come to you? Well, um, this was actually one of my first clients and she is a Oh man, I'm going to mess this one up. Is she a CTA? No, CTO, Chief Technology Officer. So she's like super great with computers. She's like a freaking genius. And I was like, hey, um, would you mind making a logo for me and some stuff for me if I work for you? Like we just kind of swap. And she's like, of course, girl. So that's what we did while I was organizing right behind her doing her paper clutter. She was like, do you like this? Do you like that? And I was like, yeah, like, let's just keep it simple though. So I tried to mostly embrace the black and white, but yeah, Miami is, is, is a lot of pink and a lot of blue also. So I kind of just let it I guess flow a little bit depending on, on what I'm feeling <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I'd say very, very Miami. Those Miami colors, Miami vice and black and white. Miami too. vice. <laughs> yeah. The vice of organizing. Um, so as far as clients that you love to serve, I mean, I know your mom, I know you have two boys. I wonder how organized they are. If you've, you know, trained them Super. up. To, yeah. And so do you help a lot of moms or what has been, I guess, sort of the natural niche that has emerged over the past year of this? Um, so I'd say it's definitely been a lot of moms, lots of kids, like, believe it or not, like the kids, I consider the kids to be my clients because they'll tell me what they envision and they get super involved. I can't begin to tell you the amount of times a kid will go in the room and not want to leave. And the mom's like, come on, honey, like, let her do her work. Get out of there. Leave her label maker alone. Leave her post-its alone. But they really want to be there. They want to be a part of that process. And I think that's the best way to teach your child, you know, all about organization. So I definitely think that kids are my favorite, but also those who really need my services and are ready to embrace that change. And that's not necessarily putting, you know, an age group on it or a particular niche. I mean, I noticed that maybe my elderly clients are the ones that appreciate it the most. And I learn a lot from them too, you know? So I'd say kids and then the elderly. Interesting what we can also glean from their knowledge and expertise, especially for, you know, the baby boomer generation that maybe grew up with uh, parents in the great depression. And, you know, that the idea of sustainability back before going green was cool was, you know, Hey, if it's not broke, 
why not, you know, why buy a new one? Right. Oh or, yes. Mm-hmm. Or if it is broken, let's fix it and let's repair it. And, um, instead of just going on Amazon and with one click, we have the magical Amazon fairies, you know, deliver whatever we want. So, um, I can totally see what you mean about, you know, learning from that population too. The other thing with kids is I love the idea of really setting them up for success. And that's so true where I think, you know, as a kid, we had, we had a housekeeper in my family and I was just like, her name was Sophia and she was my role model. And I told my mom, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be Sophia. I want to be, you know, a a housekeeper or in, in, back in the day in the eighties, we called it a cleaning lady, which, Mm -hmm. you know, nowadays probably wouldn't fly, but, um, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was like four or five, six years old, I want to be a cleaning lady because how cool, you know, for you to go into these homes with these kids and here's the magical organizing fairy that has, you know, the label maker and the toolkit and what is she going to transform the space to look like? Like for kids, that must be really, you know, amazing to watch. Absolutely. And I actually have a clear duffel bag. You can see everything in. So they're already looking at all sides of the bag and like, wait, what, what are those things? What's that? What's this? And I mean, I have all the things. I think we've talked about that once. I have, you know, chalk pens. I have labels. I have the label maker. So they're so curious. They see these things and kids are super hands-on. Sometimes I'll find them going through my bag, like, you know, pulling out the hammer here and there, but they have the best intentions. They really just want to help. Like they want to know what you're doing. They want to know where their toys are going. They also want to make sure not getting rid of stuff that they don't approve of but they're the freaking best that's hard too when you have kids that you know yes you obviously want to be mindful of their needs and their wants and these are their things and as a kid you know it can feel daunting to have someone rifling through your items right it's we don't have real estate as kids right we don't have bank accounts we don't have cars we don't have much to our name. And so, you know, it can feel really rattling, I think, sometimes to have someone come in and have them feel like they don't have control of the situation. So that is tough. Um, I remember a couple times, almost like baby hoarders, where like, you know, they want to keep like the wrapper from their Lemonhead candy because they had a good memory of who gave it to them at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever, you know, things like that, where at a certain point, I think it is tough to have kids so in the in the work. And so I like what you said at the beginning where, you know, a lot of times the parents will kind of come in and redirect and be like, okay, we're going to close the door and, mm-hmm. you know, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of, it's a, it's a fine balance between all of that. Absolutely. You don't need to go from zero to a hundred real quick. Here at Pro Organizer Bootcamp, we're all about taking baby steps to success. As you're learning how to start out on your journey in pro organizing, it can be extremely overwhelming. You're not just trying to figure out how to color code books on a bookshelf or organize cereals and grains into pretty glass jars. You're also being bombarded with overwhelming thoughts about how to accept payments, confirm appointments, gather online reviews, build a website, grow a social media presence, file for a business license, and about a million other things. Hell, you might not even know how to get your very first paying client or how to get your name out there in your local community so you can actually test those waters and see if you even like this whole Marie Kondoing home editing thing after all. Once you're in a state of overwhelm, chances are you'll freeze and stop creating any momentum in your budding business. And no one wants that. The Pro Organizer Bootcamp course presents the information on how to start your business in an easy to follow bite-sized format. I'm here to guide you, so let's dive right on in. 
check it out on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Pro Organizer Bootcamp. What do you think is next for D&D Declutter LLC and or Declutter Miami? So I'll tell you what's next. And I just keep hyperventilating thinking about it, like adding more staff and more employees. Like, I feel like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm the Monica of the friend show. Like I am Monica. My friends can't even come over for game night without me, like reading the whole rules and telling them guys, calm down. We can't lose these pieces. They're like, Oh my God, Monica chill. But I feel like (laughs) that is definitely like, I need to cross that hurdle when I'm ready to like embrace somebody coming in. I need to know that they like that they that they're very much like me. I know I need to grow my company. Believe me, some I, I think you like working on garages, right? That's like one of your favorite mm-hmm. things. Oh my mm-hmm. god, garages to me. Maybe it's because of Florida, but I mean it's like Mount Everest for me. That is, whoo, that's the biggest one for me, garages. And I'm thinking I definitely need more people. I need to definitely grow my company, but I can't find someone like me. Like I I totally work with you, you know. But you live so far and you got your own thing going on, so. I need to grow my company. That's where I'm at. I'm one person. Sometimes I'm like overworking. Sometimes I even forget to eat because I'm just so invested in what I'm doing. So I need somebody. I definitely need somebody, but I don't know that I'm ready just yet. Yeah. And so there's, you know, I have like three pieces of unsolicited advice there. So one is if you know of any other companies that are related, that are trustworthy, maybe you have clients that have used these vendors before, or you have friends, family members, or maybe even yourself in your own home. I always like to partner with local cleaning services and local junk removal companies, because sometimes a lot of what we do, especially like we talk about garages, or we talk about, you know, homes with kids, chances are they already have some sort of housekeeper working with them, or maybe they've hired a junk removal company in the past to take away an old couch or take away, you know, um, clutter in on the side yard of their backyard or whatever it is. So I always like to have those sort of vendor recommendations under, um, you know, in my repertoire. And then at one Mm -hmm. point I was subcontracting them back in the day in California, the glory days when we could actually subcontract, um, 1099, uh, workers for us. But, um, that's one way to do it is like, if you just need an extra set of hands to like help Mm -hmm. you, um, especially with housekeepers and cleaning companies, they know their way around a house, right? They know what things should look like. And half the time you see them sort of like starting to organize things a little bit like toiletries under the sink, things like that. So that would be one thing is, um, you know, don't necessarily pigeonhole of like, they have to be just an organizer. Like there are other things that can help in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing too, is let it happen as naturally as all of this has happened for you. So like you found the Side Hustle School podcast and then COVID kind of shut everything down. And then you decided you loved doing this and you didn't really like journalism. And then you found the business name and, you know, it all sort of happened organically, especially with the demographic too. Like you didn't sit down and go, I'm going to help 25 to 32 year old women in these zip codes. Like It just has happened. So for me, when I hired my very first organizer on my team, it was only like, um, I would say it's only like a year in to me going full-time in the business because I side hustled for like seven years before that. Um, And she found me on Instagram and she was like, hey, I'm a mom. I don't want to open my own business. I don't want to have, you know, all the legal liability and the insurance and the LLC and all the taxes and all the things. I just love to organize and I would love to, join your team. And I wasn't even hiring. I wasn't even looking. She was just like this angel sent from heaven. So 
you know, my advice there is basically just put the intention out there, get really like specific in your dreams and your prayers of who you want to join your team. And chances are it's going to happen. Right. And I love the fact that you brought up Instagram. Yeah. Like Instagram has really been amazing for connecting me with like-minded people. And I feel like that's so amazing. Like I found you, you know, like another millennial who I can relate to on so many levels. And that's so important, like almost to make you feel like, you know, what you're doing is totally worth something. Finding someone who shares the same like vision as you or has the same dream as you is so important. Um, I, I don't feel like I had that here, you know, in Miami, especially when you tell your friends and family, a lot of them don't understand and you can explain it over and over again and they just don't understand. You know, they're like, so what do you, what do you do exactly? You put dishes in rainbow order. I mean, there's just so much more to it. You know, it really is the systems. It really is going through everything and assessing the inventory and seeing what you got. But yeah, you know, with Instagram, I feel like I finally have like a place where I belong. My friends are like so far, I consider you one of my friends and you're just, you know, on the other side of the United States. I have another friend who's in Ohio. I have a friend who's in Kansas and I'm like, guys, we're, we're miles and miles apart, but we're just vibing on the same like wave here. And, and, you know, you saying about finding someone on Instagram, all my clients I've found have been through Instagram. And I did have a younger lady reach out to me and she was 16. And she said, Hey, you know, I absolutely love organizing. There's nothing I would love to do more than to help you out. And, uh, I mean, I'm assuming she's still in high school. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really not hiring at the moment. And I wasn't then, but you know, I will put it in the universe and someone will reach out to me that is very interested in this because I have received lots of family and friends with the best intention saying, hey, you know, I can help you, but do you love it? You have to love it. You have to like what you're doing. You know, I don't want just someone there looking at me like, wait, what do I do next? Like, what do you want me to do? It has to be natural. And so- yeah. If anyone hears this and absolutely loves organizing, let me know. And is in Miami. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, and and a couple things on that note too is um, you know, I think it's it's important to let it flow. It's important to find people naturally. It's important to find that natural wavelength. And, you know, back to what I said about not forcing this as a career and not getting caught up in the TV magic and things like that is. It, it's something that you can't teach. Like genuinely, I don't mm -hmm. think you can teach someone how to organize that has never been organized and never been naturally gifted and talented. And it's a certain, like, I don't know the science behind it, but if I was a scientist, I would be doing so much research on this because I think it's fascinating to look at natural born organizers versus the clients that we serve, right? Because sometimes you'll walk into a room and you'll just play Tetris immediately in your brain. Yes. And go, do, 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 do. Okay, everything's supposed to go here and you know exactly. And they might want to be maybe more analytical and be like, well, do you have like a floor plan drawing or a schematic that you can draw up? And it's like, no, just trust. It's going to look great. Like <laughs> I, have it in, I have it in my brain, you know, but it's hard when you're hiring. Like you said, you don't want to just say, okay, assistant, come with me to this job. You go work that room and I'll go work this room. And then they're just like standing there, like, cause you have to have that natural, mm -hmm. um, you know, gift and, and gumption, I think really to just roll your, roll up your sleeve. That's not the easiest career because you are going through other people's stuff. And a lot of times they're not even there. Um, you know, they're in the other room mm -hmm. or they're doing something else or they're running around with their kids or the dog or whatever. And mm -hmm. so you're left to just sort of be that, you know, authoritative presence of I'm the expert and this is what's happening and da, 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 and get it done. So, right, 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 yeah. right. Yep. Um, the other thing on hiring too, that I was going to say is 
there is a fine line between wanting to clone yourself and just duplicate yourself and sort of almost like micromanage the process of who you're going to find. Um, what I suggest for that is really understanding the intention of growing your business. How many more people can declutter Miami serve? How many more areas of Florida can declutter Miami serve, right? So like in San Diego, we have 100 square miles or so of territory. When I hired four people, eventually, I had one serving East County, I had one serving downtown, I had one serving North County, I had one serving coastal, and then there was me kind of, you know, picking up wherever the other girls couldn't yes, go. Girl. Mm -hmm. And that's what is so exciting, because when you get out of the like, they have to be perfect and they have to be a Monica and they have to be da, 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 da. like that can be really restrictive of what you are dreaming for and praying for. Right. You're like, I want all these things, but you know, here are all the terms and conditions of nine pages, you know, right. Like, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to bring it down to like three pages, three pages of, of, <laughs> of bullet points. Yeah. Um, but just let it happen naturally. And if you do an Instagram post or a Facebook post, or even like a next door op post, like your local neighborhood op post, um, Hey, looking for organizers, it's the busy season, da, 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 whatever, looking for overflow work. Um, you know, it, it's great to market it towards stay at home moms that maybe, you know, their kids are back to school and they're like, Hey, I just want to, you know, have some fun and make some extra money. Like that's always a great way to advertise the job too. Like it's my company, it's my name. Like I put so much work into this and like, I would hate to just have someone to call sick, you know, and this is yeah. from what I've spoken to a lot of organizers. That's the thing, you know, like they'll be like, Hey, last minute I can't go. And that's the worst. So I feel like there's just so much pressure for me to find that perfect person who's reliable, who needs the money, who loves to do it. It's tough to give up control, right? I think as organizers, we're very perfectionistic. We're very overachievers. We're type A, we're OCD, we're, you know, all these mm -hmm. things. And so we like control, right? We like being the backseat driver. We like being the, you know, hovering person in the kitchen. Like you got to use this and this, this way. Mm -hmm. I know I'm like that. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Would you consider yourself to have OCD by the way, Melissa? Like undiagnosed? Uh, oh, Do you? Yeah, me no, too. I, I was diagnosed when I was um, eight years old, actually. So I, um, my dad is a extreme hoarder and um, has extreme OCD it, to the point of like the hoarding side of it. His hands actually bleed because he washes his hands so much. Um, he turns the light switches off and on like 32 times. He has like whatever number in his head. Um, so I, I was actually diagnosed with it when I was eight. I was put on medication when I was nine. And then I was on medication until I was like 16 and I couldn't, you know, I could make my choices after that. And, um, I chose to, you know, turn it into a superpower instead hey. of, you know, thinking of it as a diagnosis or as a negative. And I was like, Hey, okay, well, how can I monetize this? And I, I launched let's get you organized in 2011, you know, shortly after that. So, um, it's, it's a good thing, but I, absolutely. Yeah, but it's a blessing and a curse when you're trying to hire and give up control a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, I hear you. So for me, it's I mean, it's not diagnosed, but I definitely have a certain way that I like things to go. I feel like for me, it's like repeating patterns three times. Like even when I put a label, I'm like, I look back, I'm like, okay, it's there. It's there. It's there. Okay. It's also spelled correctly. Because when I get going back to little kids helping me, sometimes I'll be like, okay, now the next label's pencils and they'll write pencils with an S like P-E-N-S-I-L-S. -S. I'm like, uh oh, that was me so then I'm like checking making sure everything is perfect that the label's right in the middle that all of these things are just 
Perfect. And when I do uh, my rainbow uh, bookshelves, I mean, really, if we have like a teal book that just doesn't fit, I got to run it to the next row and make it just perfectly flushed. And the worst part for me of all is when I have a session that we have to split into two days, I don't sleep that night. I'm like, oh my God, I have to finish it all. Tomorrow is going to be the end of it. And that's when I'm finally at ease, like finally <laughs> at ease. But this is perfect. This is again, what you can't teach people that are slightly cuckoo, right? This is right. exactly how I am. And this is probably how everybody listening to this is and laughing because it is so true. And that's what people hire us for. That's how you make million dollar businesses in pro organizing. That's how you get, um, you know, 200, 300 clients a year that want to praise your name and spend, um, you know, refer you to all of their friends and family. So, um, that's awesome. I love that. And I, I totally agree on like, when you're splitting it up into different sessions, you go home that night and you're like, oh, and I should have done this and I could have done that. And, da, 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 da. and like, I always keep a notepad by my bed so that like, when I get all those crazy ideas in the middle of the night, I can just write them down. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, I do the same thing too. But yeah, when I have a session that is split into two or three days, I do not sleep really till the third day until it's finally complete. Like I need my brain needs the before and it needs the after, not just for Instagram. Like I need to see the job be completed. And I have had clients that, you know, they'll have me come in for a three hour session, but maybe they need like a 27 hour session. And I'm like, okay, uh, is that it? They're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just leave the rest of the stuff just thrown there to the side. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not sleeping for about a month. Yeah. So yeah. It's like painful or the best is when they say, um, Oh, I'll do the donations or I'll do the consignment or I'll sell that on eBay or I'll give that to blah, 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 women's shelter. That's two hours away. Or I'll, you know, you leave and it's just like, you know, that none of that is going to ever leave that home. Well, so that's why I've actually started taking the donations directly to these charities. And I'm like, Hey, you yeah. know, I send these uh, uh, smaller toys, McDonald's size toys to Nicaragua. I send this close to this charity. I can drop XYZ at Goodwill just to make sure that it's out of the house. There's just such a good feeling to finally getting all these things out, not just on the side to address later, like out, 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 like make room for more, breathe. Yes. And one resource that I don't know that I've ever talked about on the podcast, but that is like absolutely my favorite resource to recommend is an actual pickup service. So, I mean, when I had my girls running around and sometimes we'd have five jobs a day in California between the five of us, it, you know, when you can load up your trunk with all the trash bags of clothes or whatever, it's easy to throw in the car and just take it on your way home. Um, it, that's nice. But when it adds up, I used to use pickupplease.org. And this is um, sponsored by the Vietnam Veterans of America. And basically, they have vets that will come and schedule um, a pickup for you and come with like a big box truck, like a U-Haul um, size truck. And they'll gather anything that two people can carry. So like bookcases, bigger chairs, um, tables, blah, blah, blah. Like if you have bigger furniture that you can't lug around in your car, um, mm -hmm. pickupplease.org serves most of the U.S. So just a, a side note for those of you listening, if you're looking for actual pickups because you don't have the time, money, energy, gas, mileage, all the things mm -hmm. to go do the donations, then um, I do recommend scheduling pickups for your clients. Good to know. I have wrote that down. Written. Sorry. Written that down. I have wrote that down. Um, <laughs> Journalism student, obviously. 
Okay, girl. Well, it was so great to connect with you in real life. I have so enjoyed learning about you, your family, your two boys, and just see, you know, I'm looking at your Instagram right now and I just love all the colors. Everybody needs to check you out. Where can they find you on Instagram and your website? Okay. So my Instagram handle is declutter Miami D E C L U T T E R Miami. And my website, that's a little tricky. Just link out to it from my Instagram. If not D D declutter.com. Yep. Declutter. Correct. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today and everybody can stay tuned for the next episode. We release new episodes every single Wednesday. Are you still bootstrapping it as a professional organizer? Lugging a clipboard and paper contracts with you to every new organizing job? Typing up proposals and manually sending emails to potential clients but not offering electronic signatures? Accepting payments via cash, check, and random apps on your phone but no option for professional invoices and pre-appointment credit card payments? Don't worry girl, I've got you covered. HoneyBook makes running your pro-organizing business way easier. Grab your free trial and 20% off by heading to share.honeybook.com slash Melissa823. That's share.honeybook.com slash M-E-L-I-S-A-823. It's time to level up your business. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd leave a review or share it with someone who'd also benefit from listening in. To stay connected, follow at Pro Organizer Bootcamp on Instagram, join our Pro Organizer Bootcamp Facebook group, and learn more about my coaching programs at ProOrganizerBootcamp.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.